when you build a strong foundation of friendship and all of the all everything else in your life you're less likely to accept love into your life that's not right for you that's not good enough that doesn't serve you um because you can be like i'm okay actually here by myself with my superior friends and my life that i love like it's going to be okay if things don't work out Welcome to To Be Honest Podcast. My name is Kara. And my name is Amanda. And we hope you have had a really beautiful week so far. I certainly have. You have. It's been your birthday week. Yeah, love that for me. Today we have two very special guests. I might say the most special. Can we speak yet? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much. I would agree. <laughs> oh, you should agree. I'm glad you agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Do you guys want to introduce yourself? Bonnie and Emily. Hi, my name's Bonnie. And I'm Emily. <laughs> and they are the Bonnie and Emily that we are constantly referring to. Yes. 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 We have had some shout outs in oh. previous episodes. You have because you deserve it. Because, oh. I mean, look, we spend... If not every waking minute together, we spend it talking to each other via text. Yeah, it's been a really strange thing listening to your best friends have a podcast. Yeah. I have learned so much about you guys. And even though I know so much already, I listen every week and I'm like, oh, great. That's like when I found out that you eat cornflakes for breakfast. I didn't know that. <laughs> the girls were actually like mortified that they didn't know that I eat cornflakes and watch Modern Family in the morning. And it was just... I'm like, how did I not know this about you? I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just not something I talk about. It's just a strange thing when you think you know someone so well. And then you're like, wait, you've got this whole routine I had no idea about. It is quite strange. I couldn't believe you watched One Family in the morning. Like, that just... That changed things for me. Yep. I needed to know that information. I hope it didn't change things in a bad no, way. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so this is kind of like a great way to start a friendship podcast. Yeah. Because I feel like it's the perfect example of us as friends. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, we asked on Instagram what you guys wanted to hear us all talk about. Because we said we were thinking of having Bonnie and Em on the podcast, which is only natural because why wouldn't we? And <laughs> everyone pretty much said... Dating in your 20s or friendship. Or they said Taylor Swift. Or they said Taylor Swift. Which Oh, we can talk about Taylor <laughs> Swift That's if you like. But that bitch deserves a whole episode. Oh, so. oh yeah. that bitch might deserve a series. <laughs> that bitch deserves a whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we could provide. We could provide. Oh we could my provide. God, that would be so much fun. But anyway, this is not a Taylor Swift podcast. Unfortunately, so it's not. So sorry to disappoint. Um, so then we asked which one people would prefer to know about dating in your 20s or friendship. And it literally was almost 50-50. Yeah. So we decided to do it all in one. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, I think that they're two topics that really flow well together anyway. Like, you know, so much of being single in your 20s is having solid friendships in your 20s. Totally. So they They go hand in hand. They go hand Mm. in hand. Exactly. And I think especially because there's four of us and we're all, all on, like, we're all very similar, but we're all on very, like slightly different paths Um, right now especially we always talk about this me and em like how similar we are but how different yeah each of our journeys and each of our experiences have been especially over the last two years yeah Mm. yeah our pasts have dictated 
what we are today which is so different yeah in terms of our mental health and where we're at in terms of dating and friendships and everything Mm. but also it obviously dictates as well where we're currently moving to and they Mm. are they're all slightly different we've all merged together Mm. as friends yeah (laughs) but there are slight differences in our parts yeah so maybe we should talk about how we all met So I don't know how to do this succinctly. Oh, I don't know how to do this in any like good timeline at all because I feel like I'm gonna get it so wrong. I am the timeline queen. Yeah. So yeah. it really is. Here we go. Okay. So I mean, basically, long story short, I guess that to sum it up briefly, I know that I met Bonnie in early 2015 mm-hmm. through Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, both of us ended up meeting our all mutual friend mm. Ali mm. shout out to Ali shout out to Ali <laughs> and it was through Ali that I met Kara who you've been friends with her for years like 10 years yeah. years and of course Ducky and Kara you met through Ali really as well yeah, we in Melbourne yeah. it really is kind of a web of like it's a web of Ali it's a web of Ali Ali just brought us all together yeah. Yeah. and then I get so you guys were down in Melbourne and mm. Bonnie and I were in Sydney and then I moved down to Victoria for a while and so I connected with you guys a lot more at mm. that stage because we were physically living in the same state yeah. um, and then we all made the decision in different timelines to move to the Gold Coast together and I think that that's really where Bonnie has connected with the two of you Mm -hmm. more so yeah because it's the first time that three of you have lived in the same state with yeah like I really only saw you guys when I would go down to visit M yeah um and then once you all came up here it's really when we all bonded it's actually so funny that we all moved here separately Mm -hmm. like we all didn't move here like for each other no but somehow we've all ended up here and like at different times Kara's like I can feel Kara being like well I moved here because Emily moved here I was gonna say some might say that I moved here because Emily moved here some might say that that's the truth that you will follow me anywhere I had other reasons but that was definitely one of them Look, regardless, I'm flattered. (laughs) And it's just been so special to be able to live so close to each other now because the four of us together as a friendship, we've Mm. all known each other or known of each other for several years now. But to be living in the same place for the first time, and really this has only been a reality for us for the last just under 12 months when Kara finally made it here. Um, it's been such a special time for us all to be single mm-hmm. and have that time to connect with each other and really get to know how we all operate as mm-hmm. closer friends than we were maybe capable of previously because we weren't together. Yeah. So it's been a really good growth period, I think, for all of us just in our friendship circle. Totally. Yeah. And can I just say, like, I guess, like, to kind of start us off, like, the talking about being single in your 20s and everything and how that kind of... Um, intertwines with friendship is that I think for me the best part about knowing we're all single um and we're all I guess like in like a similar phase of our dating experiences Mm -hmm. for me the best part is knowing that like we're all each other's priority absolutely (laughs) and it's like it's so nice to know that like for the past 12 months it's like oh we're just gonna hang out whenever we can and there's never any like I guess like other uh people involved really (laughs) like that's the best way to put it it's just like we're all on the same path and that's the best thing about having like really really close friends when you're single Mm. is that 
you can kind of give everything to your friendships. Yeah, absolutely. And you just know you're going to get that back. And you need that. You need time to be able to do that, I think, to develop really strong friendships. For sure. And to also give that energy to yourself as well. And friends create the space to do that. So, yeah, once again, they go hand in hand. And it's just such an important thing to do in your 20s, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to have that time because what's so interesting about us four as a friendship group is that prior to this past year where we've all actually been living in the same place together um really all of us to some degree have been in like long-term relationships or dating or just you know not really focused on just enjoying being single and everything Mm. that comes with that yeah because i think sometimes when people say enjoy being single it's like still dating or like still enjoying going out with lots of guys or whatever it yeah. is like yeah for us enjoying being single means without literally friends without ourselves yeah. finding our hobbies doing like, things we love like literally like, being single like male species so deep <laughs> single <laughs> like the male species not on the radar yeah, so <laughs> not on the radar and something that i think we've all spoken about so much recently specifically in the being single and dating space mm. is that in having this time for us all to really focus on ourselves and each other and not dating it has allowed us to connect on a deeper level and allowed us to have that time to reflect on our dating and relationship experiences Mm. to know what we need to be seeking in future but also to know that we need to rely on each other if we were to meet someone who's (laughs) just not it you know previously we might have just been like i like this person i'm going to start dating them or i'm going to be in a relationship with them and not really think about what could come from that but having each other and having this time to really connect on that deeper level we're all just like you need to tell me if there's something wrong with this guy or girl that I'm seeing right now. There have been many conversations where it's like, you tell me if they're not if they're not good enough if they've done it if they've had like a red flag or something well, like that. Especially talking about our past relationships and yeah. knowing things about each other's relationships yeah. that we didn't say because we are too scared to face those realities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's definitely something that we've learned a lot over the past two years. I will never forget that moment when I was dating someone. I was really excited mm-hmm. about it, and then I introduced this person to Bonnie and M, and they were just like, "Oh, it's a no." <laughs> That happened within seconds. Yeah. How did that happen so quickly? Oh, I know. And it's funny because, like, I would hope that the next person that you start dating is not going to be that instantly a no. But in that moment, it really was. I'm sorry, you, Ducky. You knew that. You did know that I think deep I down. knew in my yeah. core, but yeah. sometimes you just need your friends to tell you, like, hon, mm. this isn't going to satisfy no. you. Because sometimes mm. your friends know you better than you. Oh, they... They do. Absolutely. And it's so important to listen to your friends in that space because you've got to trust that they're coming from a place of wanting the best for you Mm. and knowing what's best for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't need to be malicious or jealousy or anything like that to be like, you shouldn't date this guy or girl. Yeah. It really, like, you need to trust that your good friends are going to tell you if something is a bit off about this person that you're dating. And if they're saying something negative, you kind of have to go, okay, maybe I should listen to this rather than getting on the defensive. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing about having, you know, friends who you wholeheartedly believe in, like, they want the best for you. Mm -hmm. Because... there can be jealousy and there can mm-hmm. be other things involved and projection totally. and, you know, with friendships and, like, there can be a lot of, like, toxic people who would just not like someone for really poor reasons. But if you have friends who are going to tell you the truth for your best interest, 
that's like what you want from it. You want to be able to have friends that will hold you accountable to be your best self, really. Yeah. Yes. And that's such a nice feeling to have that and to yes. truly believe that you have those kind of friends that only want the best for you and would only tell you because they love you and they care about you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I've, I've read a few things. Like, you know how some people are kind of like on opposite sides of the fence with this? Like, mm-hmm. some people are like, you know, like, I'll support my friend and, like, if they want to date this guy, like, I'll let them go through the motions mm-hmm. and do that. And it's like... Oh, like if they really want to date them, like yeah. they can go through it, but I'm not going to pretend I like them. No, exactly. <laughs> like That's I'm not going to say that, oh yeah, they're great. They're great. Yeah, well, like, there's no. a difference between you're not going to obviously control your friends and, no. and tell them what to do. But I think being honest with yes. your opinion is the most important thing. I will yeah. never sit there and be like, oh, I think he's a really great guy for you. If deep down I have a, a feeling or something mm-hmm. that he's done or said that is not in alignment with you. I'm going to tell you that and it's your choice whether you want to continue to keep seeing them or not. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, again, think that we've all kind of come to this place of realizing how important that is through mm-hmm. having time to be single in our 20s and through deepening our friendship with mm-hmm. each other. You know, this is not something that I feel like, I mean, for some people that might just be really obvious <laughs> for for myself and I think for you guys as well, that's just not something that I would have even considered before. Like mm. it's kind of not up to my friends, it's up to me and like I'm going to do mm. what I want and whatever. And, you know, having that time by yourself is just so important. I think for us especially to get to a place where it's like, do you know what? I really need to be listening to my friends. Oh, yeah. totally. I feel this so wholeheartedly because – my favorite thing about ducky is when she's talking about something to do with dating and she starts laughing because yeah. she knows that she's about to tell a story where someone's called her out yeah. <laughs> i just feel like for like years i just dated people and my friends weren't like overwhelmingly positive about it mm. right but they were pretty neutral and i just sort of then accepted the love that i thought i deserved right because it was like repeatedly like the same type of people that I was dating and feeling like it was a me problem and then I think after I had friends that started like identifying things for me like you guys like pointing out patterns and pointing out things and pointing out behavior that's not appropriate I like had the opportunity to take a step back and be like oh okay like it's all good I just need to like not try and attract these people into my life yeah, anymore the, the type of guy who lives in a van and doesn't have a bathroom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, there's so many things. That that type of guy is a no. It's a hard pass. But what you just said about accepting the love that you deserve is so true. And I think that's why going through periods of being single is so important. Because if you're just jumping from one relationship to the next, you're not having that time to process what did I actually like about that? What did I dislike about that? Why did it end the way it was? Why did I act the way I acted? You know, being self-aware is so important when it comes to any kind of relationship, friendship, family, or romantic relationship. And if you aren't taking the time to understand yourself, learn yourself, then you're just going to accept anything into your life. Yeah. Um, And that obviously... Is going to end badly. Absolutely. And on that point, sorry, Cara, <laughs> on that point, um, exactly what you said, like it's so important to not only have that time to reflect and analyze on what you've just been through and what you did and didn't like, mm. but also you've got to, you've got to understand 
you know, why am I jumping into this next relationship? Like, mm. am I just seeking validation? Mm. Am I just wanting, you know, another sexual experience mm. or someone to dote on me or whatever? Mm. Or are you actually interested in this next person? Because yeah. it's so easy in those early phases of meeting someone who is showing any kind of romantic interest in you for you to just be like, oh yeah, like I'll go, I'll go with this. This yeah. seems nice. Or like, mm. you know, I really like this guy because he likes me. And yes. that's just not a good enough no, reason. No, 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 absolutely. I said to my friend recently when she was like dating this guy and she was like, oh, I just don't really know if he likes me. And I turned to her and I was like, wait, but do you like him? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so often, especially as women, we're taught like if a guy shows interest in us that, oh, we should be so flattered mm-hmm. and like want to date them and things like that and then we don't actually think about whether this is the type of person that we want to be dating Mm -hmm. yeah like we so true it's just and then again that ties into that whole like have fun being single enjoy being single thing which is this societal pressure to Mm -hmm. constantly be dating Dating. even when Mm -hmm. you're single Mm -hmm. and then you just literally are accepting love that does not actually fulfill you. Yeah. And learning yourself is the only way to actually understand that. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what you like and you don't know what makes you happy, then how are you seeking that in a relationship? Yeah. You're you're just liking them because they like you. Totally. How can you understand that this person's right for you if you don't even know what's right for you? You don't know what you want to do or what you need or what you don't need Mm -hmm. or what you like to do Mm -hmm. or what you value in a Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. in another person. Mm how can you know these things no, without you knowing yourself no and yeah. after these two years i reflect back on all of my past relationships and at the beginning i'm thinking what was it that i liked was it just the feeling mm-hmm. was it just because they mm-hmm. liked me and i liked them and it was lost or whatever it was like it's so hard to you know see the relationship for what it is without the rose colored glasses mm-hmm. and actually that's why i think it's really important like recently i wanted to experiment start dating again because I feel like I've had a long period of time to really work on myself and I just felt that wave of like I feel like I'm really ready for that experience Mm. um and so I wrote down things like qualities because I'm like I have to know these things like it's just so important yeah um so I think that really helps as well like just listing things that you want in a partner or qualities that you know you need and Mm. um connect to Mm. and makes you feel loved um like all of those things are really important to understand about yourself before you go into dating someone for sure and i think it's really important to do that like and even write them down Mm -hmm. like what you Mm -hmm. just said because like we were just talking about when you first start dating someone it's so easy to get wrapped up in that like lusty like kind of first stages especially it's and and again it's like sometimes it's not even that you particularly like them it's that you want them to like you and so it's the it's the like pressure and the like anxiety and the validation of like Mm -hmm. yeah getting someone to be like i'm putting my best foot forward i'm going to do this and say this and be like this because i want them to like me Mm -hmm. and i think that can get really carried away and then Mm -hmm. you can get into a relationship or be like dating someone or super invested in someone yes and you're like they actually don't tick any of my boxes mm-hmm. and then by and then <clears throat> god knows where you're at it could be too oh. late you could have already been so comfortable with them exactly you could have created a life with them and then that's when we get stuck yes oh, exactly i totally feel looking back on my <laughs> long-term relationships like i've had i've had two long-term relationships that lasted years where I look back and I'm just like hun you should have been running for the hills six easily in. six months six in, months in. Oh, I feel what were you doing way. but yeah. you, I just didn't have that self-awareness or that mm. growth or you know the 
I think when you're young too, you just totally like, I just think when you're young, like especially leaving high school and stuff, like, I mean, for me, I was just, I think I just wanted a boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like that's, that was my criteria. And that is so fine. (laughs) (laughs) A boy. boy. A boy. That is fine because we all have that, that. We all need that experience. Otherwise, how do you learn? How do you grow? How do you get to this point? And this is why it's so good to be single in your late 20s because you've been through those experiences. Mm. You've learned from those experiences and you're able to actually be like, okay, I'm really going to work on myself and what I love and what I love to do so that I'm never going to get into that situation again. Like even just coming back to friendship again, having a good solid group of friends, Mm. having a life that you love, having hobbies that you love, having a job that you at least enjoy and feel like you're working towards something. All of those things build this foundation for you to have um, so that when you start dating, you can come back to that and you're happy and you feel good in yourself. You're not actually going into something for the wrong reason. I think that's a really great segue into having a chat about what we feel like we've learned in our growth in our 20s whilst being single, which is an endless topic. It it really is. Like literally this topic is exactly why we started this podcast. It was like, there's just so much shit to talk about when you're in your 20s. It is so important to talk about it because so many girls, and I get messages like this all the time, freaking out when they get into their late 20s that they haven't met someone or that they're, you know, they're not going to be settling down. And women just have this pressure from society to Mm. be having kids and, you know, getting all of that sorted and it's so ridiculous because rushing into that why we have a whole life to live and you're choosing someone who you might be with for the rest rest of of your your life life. like and children with i'm still a child right now like what i can't it's like when you're in high school and everyone's like what do you want to do and you're like I don't know. No. You know, it's the same thing. Like, why do we need to make this decision in our 20s or mm. even our early 30s? Like, I, I don't know. I don't even know myself yet. I haven't even had enough life mm. to know myself. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I feel like there are so many expectations. And like, there are some on men, but especially on women. It's mm. like, you can't have too high expectations because then that's that's not good. You're crazy. You're you also can't it. have low expectations because that's desperate. Yes. And then if you're, you know, single for too long, it's like, what's wrong with you? But yes. then if you're jumping from boyfriend to boyfriend, it's like, oh, she can't even be alone. And yeah. you can't win. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, so it's like, it's just, you know, like you are saying, like taking the time to know yourself and just enjoying your 20s and, and finding out the things that you want from someone. And even if you, like, just what you want from friendships as well, yeah. it just teaches you so much. Mm. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't possibly pinpoint one thing I've learned in my 20s. Oh, no, I think there needs to be a range of things that yes. we talk about that we've learned. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, here's that the thing. Not. If we're talking about on dating, and this is something we've talked about, so I know we're all going to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, with dating, I've learned that it's okay to have high expectations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, in fact, I would say it's not only okay, it's necessary <laughs> because – and I think this comes from a place of like truly loving yourself. Like when you learn to love yourself, yes. you realize that you're allowed to ask for what you want mm. and you don't have to say, oh, well, you know, like I would really want this thing in a, in a partner, but I'll settle for this instead. And it's like, yeah. no, like yes. if you want this, you should be able to get that. Well, it comes back to that thing that we've spoken about, which is like most of the time I would rather be alone 
than be with someone who doesn't fulfill what I'm looking for. Oh, that's right? literally yes. the story of my life for the last two years. Yeah. Yes. I'm not interested. No. no. I'm simply not interested. No. In my friendships and in my romantic relationships, whenever that's going to happen for me, because yeah. who knows, <laughs> but in both of those relationships in my life, mm-hmm. I want to be around people who make me feel as comfortable and as safe and as nurtured as when I'm alone. Because yes. I love spending time alone. And on that note, you know, realistically there's not going to be that many people out there who you connect with on a deep level like i Mm. can't even believe i found you guys it really (laughs) blows my mind because people are so used to especially in school you just hang out with the people that you're with every day and you know you're young enough that you're not really thinking about all the deeper things that you need from your relationships whether they be friendship or romantic mm. and so it's really important to be able to recognize that actually you know you you can't i mean you can just go and date a bunch of people and that's a great way to maybe filter through a lot of different people but also just accept and recognize that realistically most of them are not going to be right for you because it's not that easy to find people who you connect with on a deep level and it's so important then as well in in my opinion like for me I don't have that many close friends Mm -hmm. because I don't want to spend my time anymore on people who really don't fulfill me in a lot of different ways and the same goes for my romantic relationships too and that's such an important thing to accept in just being single as well as in your friendships. Yeah. I completely agree. Like feeling obliged to spend time with people and like feeling that like obligation to, um, you know, make conversation and like have all this energy, put, especially if you're not someone who can easily put a lot of energy into that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I know I'm not personally someone like that. So it's really hard when you're around people and you feel like you have to put in all this effort with people who you just don't really particularly vibe with. I think when you find people that you really connect with, it's not difficult like that. Yes. But I mean, it's there's always an element of you always have to bring a lot of energy and time mm. and patience into friendships that are deep and for sure are fulfilling because that's life and i think that's why sometimes it can be hard to have a huge group of friends if you are giving them if you are giving yourself to all of them because Mm. that's just can be very exhausting be spread thin yeah i think that's why i try to look at it almost in a manifesting kind of way because otherwise it's a bit daunting when you're like there's so many people out there how am I ever meant to find someone that you connect with and stuff and then when I look at you guys I really feel like I put that energy out there and that it came to me and you know with me and you I'm like we met so long ago we were different people completely different people but we've managed to have such growth periods with each other and working through things and working through communicating and like that is important as well to you know to evolve through your relationships and through your friendships and if you can manage to do that you're going to have something really really special totally and how can you manifest that kind of relationship or friendship that you need without having some experience of 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 experiencing that anyway you know like i wouldn't know what i need out of relationships or what i don't need out of relationships and by relationships i do mean friendships and romantic Mm without having met you guys and also having met people that I don't vibe with to then go, I need this, 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 and this, and I am going to put everything on pause. I'm not going to just be friends with anyone Mm. or just be dating anyone. Mm. 
if it's not if it's not serving me Mm. and you can't know what's going to you don't know what you don't know you don't know what you don't know you don't know the thing is is like your energy and your time is so valuable Mm. and I think that's something that I've recently learned as well in my 20s Mm -hmm. is that it's okay to believe that your energy and your time is valuable. Oh, and that you have to you, believe you, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to. And mm-hmm. like, I, again, I think it is something that can be looked at as, um, you know, a bit like, I guess, judgmental yes. or a bit like standoffish. But yes. it's like, you don't have to be mean. You, you can just be like, okay, I'm just going to spend all my time and energy being with people and doing things that mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not someone who can just like be friends with someone as soon as I meet them yes. or give them all of me like mm. I, and I've been I've gotten comments like that before saying like oh like you're shy or you're standoffish and I just struggle to have energy for people that are not like I'm not connecting with yeah. and I feel like as you become older coming into my late 20s I feel like I really know that now I know after meeting someone whether or not mm. I connect and whether or not I am going to want to keep being friends with them um and, you know, recently I felt that more and more, like even like you guys have other friends that we are also friends with. Mm. And the more, you know, I'll see them a few times and be like, I know that this is a good connection. Like I need to ex- keep exploring this. Yeah. And you just learn that about yourself as time goes on. But you have to have the bad experiences to be able to learn these things. It's like Em said, you don't know what you don't know. Like mm. it's actually impossible to know what you do not know yet. Yes. Like, <laughs> I know, that like, sounds it, it obvious, sounds ridiculous. but it's not. It sounds ridiculous, but as you get older, you really have mind-blowing moments of like looking back and just realizing everything that you've done and getting you to this point that you're at and where you're going to be, you know, in another five, 10 years is going to be the exact same thing. You're going to go through so many different changes and mm. have completely different mindset on things. And that's growth and that's change. And I feel like a lot of time people put that down Mm. but it's inevitable it's so important if you are going to live a fulfilling life literally and that's the thing I feel like we I feel like especially as women and like the looming number 30 approaches as it does and Mm. as society teaches us that 30 is like some you're dead at 30 age yeah thank you so much um I feel like sometimes we forget the fact that there are like so many years after that, like so many years. And just because like we hit 30 doesn't mean that we're not going to continue growing and changing and all of that kind of stuff. And I think the really beautiful thing that definitely I have learned in my 20s and I feel like you guys have is that like growth and change is like really, really beautiful. And it's much better to just embrace that and stay true to yourself. And so that I've heard a lot of women say that when they hit 30, they start to feel incredibly empowered in who they are because mm-hmm. they feel confident in who they are yes oh it's like this acceptance of your body you yeah. know you no longer well I feel that like I don't feel like I need to change it as much like mm. I just and it's all about confidence as well like I feel like if you accept that within yourself like you put that energy out there mm. like people can see your insecurities if you're letting them control you totally. and I think the, the coming into your late 20s early 30s you really start to feel that and that's why it's such a great time to be single and yeah. that's why it's such a great time to like explore your friendships and yourself because you you feel so much stronger and more empowered going into dating when you have that relationship with yourself. Yeah. Like you can't enjoy things in life when there's so much shame wrapped around them. You have to let go of that to have real connection. And you need those experiences you need to realize to, what's going to yes. pull you out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you go into things with shame like dating, mm-hmm. it's just, it's never going to lead somewhere positive. Oh, and no. it takes all the joy out of it. It takes all the yeah. joy if out you, of it. Like, yeah. And even just when you're talking about like sex, right? Like if there's shame wrapped around that you can't enjoy that experience properly and I feel like as young 
when you're in your 20s and like as you, as a female coming into your early 20s there's just so much pressure to look a certain way to be a certain way to act a certain way and, and to have sex and to have sex yes and to have sex but and not too much sex not too, too much, much sex <laughs> and you have to be good at it. it you can't be a virgin <laughs> but also like we talked about with you like just so many needs not being met mm. but having to be a certain way because you are i feel like they really do ruin sex for women like our society in a way because there is so much shame wrapped around it and as you get older that kind of sheds off you the more work you do on yourself mm. the more joy you can get from every experience because the more vulnerable you are in any situation obviously when it's when it's right to be vulnerable and let your your guard down you get so much more joy from it and I've just been experiencing that so much in the last two years, like more joy out of small things that I've taken for granted because I just hadn't broken down those walls. Mm. Totally. I think that's such a good point. I think we're kind of just like taught as young women Mm. that you have to accept all the things that society Mm -hmm. wants you to be. Mm -hmm. And then as, and this is what I've learned as I've gotten older, like when you kind of, you know, go through your twenties and if you do the work on yourself, Mm. you realize that, that shit doesn't matter and you can just accept who you want you to be and who you are. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what's so freeing is knowing that you can just be whoever the fuck you want and it doesn't really matter because you'll find the people who respect that and love you for it. And people pick up on that. Yeah, exactly. People feel that energy and it's like, as soon as I met both of you, but Cara, especially you, I feel like you just ooze confidence, you Mm. ooze wisdom, you you just... (laughs) are this warm vulnerable loving person you meet everything with empathy Mm. and it's just so obvious like you make me lie (laughs) you make me want to be a better person every time i have a conversation with you every time i open up to you and it's just so nice to feel to have the and you i love you all obviously (laughs) well i was gonna say like that's exactly how i feel about like in in we're also different. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly how I feel about each one of you. Like, mm-hmm. I feel so, like, wholeheartedly, like, this is, like, the best fucking person. Like, literally, it's like, I look at Bonnie. This is the best fucking person I know. I look at Anne. This is the best fucking person I know. I look at Ducky. This is the best fucking person I know. And it's, like, it's just we're all so different but yes. like I think and it's so all, nice to have that attitude towards all your yes. close friends and all all of you I feel offer different things mm. in different ways as well which is why it's so special to have that diversity in your friendships For sure. but um once again that's another reason why when you build you build a strong foundation of friendship and all of the all everything else in your life mm. you're less likely to accept love into your life that's not right for you that's not good enough that doesn't serve you Mm -hmm. um because you can be like i'm okay actually here by myself with my superior friends and my life that i love like it's going to be okay if things don't work out so therefore you feel way stronger going into dating because you're not actually putting everything into this one person 100 percent. and we've talked about this before but like we'd just be like sitting on the couch sometimes all together like probably watching tales with listening to music and stuff and like one of us would just be like why would I want to date someone inferior when I would just when I could just spend time with you guys and, it's, and our conversations yes. and, and our like yeah the the things that we connect on that's exactly right like why would I want to be spending my time doing anything else if it wasn't as good as this exactly and that's what it comes down to sorry I was just gonna say the four of us have so intentionally carved out a life that we want for mm. ourselves that. It's so much easier for us to then, to your point, Cara, be like, why, why would I want anything different? You know, mm. we all 
chose to move to a different place that suited the lifestyle that we wanted better. We all chose to take the time to be single and work on ourselves and learn these things about ourselves, about what we do like and what our hobbies are and, and deepen our connection with each other. That we're at this place now where it's just like, great if we all meet someone. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, cherry you know, on top. But cherry I don't on top. need that. It, it, it's the cherry on top. Mm, yeah. yeah. I also just want to quickly jump back to what you said before, Ducky, <laughs> just about embracing change, especially like mm. leading into your 30s. Mm. Being in your 20s is such an interesting time. Like I, when I look, I'm 27 now. So 10 years ago for me was 17. Mm. I have lived so many lives uh-huh. in the last 10 oh. years. Mm. And and it's, it's, it's actually just so wild to think about. <laughs> like I've lived in three different states, been to, through several relationships, met <laughs> the three of you mm. yeah. like and and think about to you again to your point ducky like think about the next 10 years or the next 20 or the next 30 like there are so much change there's so much change and so many lives for us to live in Literally. that time why do we get so caught up in this looming 30 of yeah. like you know i haven't met someone yet or i'm not settling down or i'm like that bitch in my late 20s who's just inevitably single all the time <laughs> and it's just like why like it, we've yeah. got so many lives to live yeah. if we just embrace that yeah exactly. it's just a per- uh, perspective shift yes you just have to remove that that whole uh, mm. perspective that people have on your 30s because actually it's just another number. It's just another year. It doesn't actually matter. Mm. I mean, obviously there are, you know, you get older and you are less likely to, you know, be fertile and things like that. Mm. They're all very valid reasoning, but I still don't think that's a reason to stress or go into any kind of relationship that's not right for you mm. because I think also like women thinking that they have to have children is another big thing oh. with oh, that yeah. as well. Like we just, mm. society does not function like that anymore. Um, like it's so much more important to be putting your needs first and yourself first and your growth first and just working through those things than focusing on, I need to be a mother when you, you're not ready to be that yeah yeah I think it's also like you think about 30 it's like you know average lifespan like 30 you're not even halfway fucking through no not even not even halfway through and considering like when you might not even be a third of the way through exactly exactly so it's like it's really interesting because I think there is so much pressure around aging, like even just like superficial pressure about, mm-hmm. you know, change, like your looks changing. Yes. And, and then also like what you said, Bonnie, like, you know, starting a family and yeah. getting married and, you know, having a partner and stuff. But like, I'm so excited because I'm like, we're going to be so such superior friends <laughs> yeah. in the next 10, 20, 30 years of our lives. Like I see like four old like ladies walking down the street <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, that's oh, us. In our Corumban house. In our yeah. Corumban house. Retirement house. Yes. We've, we've already decided Following that when we retire. Following around the world <laughs> yeah. on her retirement tour. Yeah. <laughs> we've already decided that we're going to buy a retirement house in the Corumban Valley and then when Taylor Swift does her final farewell to her we're following her around on that topic i feel like acceptance comes into things accepting Mm. how your life is and how you can't actually have it laid out you can't have a plan that you're going to follow to a t nothing is going to come to you in the way that you expect it to come to you so you actually just have to accept that you have no control and that you need to enjoy your life as it goes like what if you are single for the rest of your life what are you going to do then yeah Yeah. like you have to be you have to find a way to be happy to be fulfilled regardless of what is coming to you yes speak to me I I think about this so much because I'm like okay like there's all this pressure right now to like you know start dating and to like meet someone and get married and have children and stuff and I'm like but then I could get 
fucking divorced. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's like, again, coming back to that acceptance yes. thing, like for me, it was just like this feeling of like, wait, I could still get divorced one day and yeah. then be like 40 and trying to mm-hmm. date. So like, yeah. why am I like so caught up on like, feeling like I need to do things by a certain age right now when I have no fucking idea how my life is going to go. No. The past three years of my life, completely unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to... Unprecedented. No, I, I said was, not obvious. She said <laughs> I tried to say unprecedented, but I, I'm not Kara Aridi, so... <laughs> The rest of us don't have that vocabulary. No. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I have two things to say, done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm done. Oh, you're going to start again. No, no, okay. go for it. Yeah, so the first thing I have to say is that you, we could all find someone tomorrow if we really wanted to. Like, we could go on a dating app and swipe, like, every, every guy mm-hmm. and get in a subpar relationship mm-hmm. and settle for the rest of our lives. Like, it most is. people can do that. Oh, yeah. It's that's, not, no. that's not hard. Finding, finding a relationship is not the problem. No. <laughs> no. It's finding the it's, right relationship. It's finding the relationship that's worthy. Yes. Exactly. Because it's like, you know, we, we stress about we stress about aging and finding a partner. And it's like, well... Like you said before, Bonnie, like if you accept it, because it's like you can only control so much of it. Mm-hmm. So you may as well accept the fact that it's going to happen mm. whenever it happens. Mm. Because the other side of the coin is what I just said, which is if you if you're really that stressed about it, you really could go out and find someone who's not good enough or like who just doesn't serve you in the way you need. Mm. But you're not going to be happy. So no. the, so the better option is to and just yet, enjoy life until yet, you find that. You might think you'll be happy in the short term doing that, but long term and. I feel like this is something you learn from being in a long-term relationship as well. There is nothing worse than being in a relationship that you feel stuck in that does not fulfill you because it is so fucking daunting having to deal with that whole, Mm. with with leaving that. Mm. And that's why I feel so certain to not get into that situation again. I will avoid that situation again. Like the place yeah. <laughs> it's See, just a horrible feeling you know so i yeah. i know now after experiencing that how much happier i am by myself mm. doing my thing i know that that will never be as bad as being in a relationship that's not fulfilling you. yeah yeah and i think and then the second thing i was going to say kind of ties in well with that which is that some of the best things that have ever happened to me have been the ones that I have never thought that, that would happen to me. Yes. That I never planned, like, oh, long absolutely. term. Like, I've never been much of a planner, but, like, I never thought, like, if you had have asked me a year and a half ago even, because I only decided to move to the Gold Coast, like, four months before I actually moved here. Yeah. So, like, if you even asked me, like, you know, two years ago if I was going to live here, I'd be like, no. Mm. Like, why would I? Yeah. Why would I move into state? I couldn't do that. I'd be so like, I can't. Know. I'm too anxious. I'm too this. I'm too that. I can't move away from my family two years ago not i don't think one of us could have pictured where we are and you know i hate that question when people are like where do you see yourself in five years like i don't know and i don't want to know like how boring a life do you have to lead to be able to predict where you are in five years oh my god like and that's why it's so you know i find it really difficult to regret even the really negative things that have happened over the last 10 years or in my life, because I know that they've only amounted to so much growth and they've only amounted to me being at a place today that I think we can all relate to, which is exactly this conversation. Like Mm. we wouldn't have known all of these things about what exactly what you said before about like not being 
um, you know, in a relationship that's not serving you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you can't, you can't know these things without living some life yeah. and, yeah. and letting go of that control about where your life is going to go. And when you look back and realize to your point, Cara, how many things happened to you that you never anticipated, but have only led to great things, even the really bad things, mm. a change happens when something really, when you hit a really low point in your life, mm, it can only go up from there. Oh, it's such a great well, period. Yeah. It like sets you off on like a different course, yes. really. Like I think some of the lowest points in my life, and this isn't to say like everything happens for a reason, because I know that's really hard to hear when like, you know, you're going through something Nothing really happens tough. for a reason, no. but there is something to gain from every exactly. experience. And you choose how you, you take yes. every experience and if you're going to dwell on the negativity of that mm. or if you're going to choose to grow from it. Yes. Yeah, and that's like at any point, like obviously like mental health and like, really traumatizing experiences and a million different things can be really fucking hard to get through, but they can set you off on a different course that can take you to like somewhere you've never thought that would ever happen to you, Mm. but turns out to be the best thing of your life. Yes. And this all just comes back down to why it's so superior to be single in your late twenties, because you've had all these experiences to once again, make you understand yourself better, know yourself better, which then helps you form your hobbies and your life. And it, 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 helps you create the things that you love in this life which then you can build on with a relationship and we've been talking a lot about like working on yourself and stuff and I was thinking maybe we could talk about what you mean by that when you say that Mm -hmm. because I feel like I get that question a lot and like what examples we have of that because um, sometimes it can be really daunting when people hear that and they don't really know what you mean by it yeah Mm. I guess for me like when we're talking about like working on yourself and being single and things like that something that I've been consciously working on is like remaining present and Mm. like focusing on what's going on for me like today or this week or this month right so it's doing things for myself throughout the week that may seem like really small insignificant things but Mm. actually make up a lot of my happiness so like when we're talking about hobbies and just like doing things for yourself Mm -hmm. and enjoying where you're at right now Mm -hmm. for me it's like going swimming in the ocean twice Mm -hmm. a week as Mm -hmm. an example that is something that makes me feel so good it allows me to have time to myself or time with my friends it makes me get out in nature for yourself yeah Yeah. exactly and I remain really present when I'm in that space Mm -hmm. and I think that that's been like a big thing for me to focus on personally and something that I'm still focusing on now so if anyone was like looking to you know, implement some like self-care practices or whatever. I think that finding something mindful that you do, even if it's once or twice a week, Mm -hmm. will only amount in like more mindful activities and like more growth and things like that. Yeah, and we've talked about mindfulness a lot, Mm -hmm. but I think um, that's definitely comes hand in hand with working on yourself because when you're doing a mindful activity, um, whether it's walking or, you know, I mean, meditating is obviously the most mindful activity you can do, but it's very difficult to to be able to just jump into that. <laughs> but if you're just doing mind, mindful activities like walking, um, you know, even listening to music to a certain degree, um, reading a book, doing a puzzle, drawing, anything that's like very much focused on something quite simple, like or going for a swim, those moments are so important because they allow things to arise that Mm. you normally would be suppressing with entertainment or Mm. um, stimulation in some way and those things come to the surface to tell you to tell you what you need and learning to listen to those things and then actually acting on those things um is a huge been a huge growth period for me Mm. um and and has been really important in understanding myself understanding why i've done the things that i've done in the past or 
why I go to other people for external validation or any of these things. And this comes back to therapy as well. Like obviously we all go to therapy. Mm. Um, so, you know, it makes you a lot more self-aware when you have someone to talk through your, your problems with. Um, and yeah, for me personally as well, just like going to people less and going to myself more. Mm. I've never felt like I'm, I can easily self-soothe. Mm. And that has been a huge... Um, thing for me to work on and feels like I'm at this really stable place where I can go to myself Mm. obviously you need external validation always when it comes because you need connection yeah um you need friends you need family you need people that love you but there's a balance and there's a fine line and you have to find that balance it's really funny because um you and I Bonnie talk a lot about how you know, the last two years for the both of us has been such a growth period and focusing on ourselves, but we're very opposite in that way. Like you're talking a lot about, of course, how you're realizing that maybe you do seek a little bit too much external validation and Mm -hmm. needing to come back to yourself. Mm -hmm. And for me, like my working on myself has been, um, you know, I have had habits in the past, especially in relationships of I really didn't know who I was because I was putting myself into, you know, what my partner wanted to do or what they wanted out of me or what they wanted me to look like or whatever. And so being single for me and working on myself for me has been really like recognizing that I don't know what I like to do Mm -hmm. and having to choose, as you said before, Bonnie, to put the phone down, Mm -hmm. put the distractions away, Mm -hmm. sit with my feelings for the first time in my life and realize things about myself, like what my favorite hobbies are, Mm -hmm. what I enjoy to do for me, what I like to do by myself. Um, But one really big thing that's happened for me over the last few months and couple of years in putting those distractions away and and forcing myself to just be like, I'm choosing to work on myself and I'm Mm -hmm. choosing to try to grow Mm -hmm. is basically the opposite which is my habit is that I don't go to people Mm -hmm. I internalize Internalize. a lot of things and I don't have very good communication skills when Mm -hmm. it comes to asking for what I need Mm -hmm. or even just bringing up you know hard topics like Mm -hmm. I don't like it when you do this or Mm -hmm. whatever um that's been a really really big growth period for me and I've had to sit with that and and learn that and so my growth in a lot of ways has been learning to come to my my friends and my family and particularly you guys like I've had to learn to seek more external validation because in not doing that you were suppressing I'm closed off and I'm suppressing and that's it on the opposite end just as unhealthy uh, oh absolutely it's about finding the balance in between and that's where vulnerability comes into it a a lot as well is learning how to reach out for help learning how to communicate and you can't communicate things unless you understand what's going on with yourself and i think that's why you have to be really fucking honest with yourself like i think that's probably the biggest thing that like i try and do with myself Mm -hmm. and i think that we all do is that even when it's really hard and it's really confronting and really painful, just to be really fucking honest about what yeah. you're feeling and why, like mm-hmm. what's bringing that up, even if it's ugly, even if it's not nice that you think yes. you're thinking something that's yes. like actually quite embarrassing or like, yes. you know, well, that's shameful. Where the shame or like, comes like, from. Yeah, yes. it's like, you know, like, oh, that's that's quite a jealous thing for me yeah. to think, be thinking or that's quite an insecure thing for me. To be, like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, and that's something that we talk a lot about in therapy is removing the shame around the emotions and feelings that you have. You're a, There's a reason why we've labeled all these feelings and they all have names is because they're part of the human experience you're allowed to experience all these things and you know me and em is like some like something that we do when either of us are feeling anxious is like we sit down and we try to label where the anxiety is coming from because once you 
once you understand the, the anxiety, it usually goes away because yeah, you absolutely. can work through it. Yeah, um, sorting through your thoughts and your emotions. Yes. And la- once you label what you're feeling, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, now I know what that feeling is. And something that's and really important. you bring back the power to yourself. Absolutely. Mm. And something that's really important on that topic too, which I mentioned to you the other day, Bonnie, is that my therapist said to me a couple of weeks ago, she was like, you know, you can have all these feelings like mm. shame and jealousy and you can recognize them and you should sit with them. But your feelings are valid. Your feelings are truth. What's negative is acting on them, Mm. you know? So you can be jealous. You can be envious. You can be shameful. You can be embarrassed. You can feel things, you know, negative things towards other people, resentment exactly Mm. towards yourself. But it's when it actually starts impacting other people or you start acting on your jealousy, Mm. you know, trying to break people apart or, you know, trying to take something away from someone else because you're jealous of what that, that's the bad part of it. As long as you're self-aware enough. Yes, exactly. As long as you're self-aware enough to recognize um, what it is and where it's coming from and then realizing I'm not going to act on that because I know that's my own insecurity doing Mm. that. These are the things we're talking about when we talk about working on yourself, you know, understanding why you do the things. Remove Mm. the ego. Removing the ego. And and that's where the mindfulness comes in as well because when you're not being mindful, whether it's like what he was saying, whether it's like going for a walk Mm -hmm. and like, you know, focusing on one thing Mm -hmm. or putting down your phone for a night and stuff like that. When you're not being mindful, you aren't being truthful. Like you're not allowing that like truth to come in. Like if I I know when I'm not doing well, like emotionally, when I can't fucking put my phone down. Like I I find, and like, that's not always a bad thing. Like sometimes like our minds kind of switch off. You need that that rest. And And that's fine. You can't always be analyzing yourself. You can't, and that's what we've realized as well. You have to have that balance because otherwise you stress yourself out. You, you go too far the other way. You need to have the balance of knowing when you need that and knowing when you want to watch a movie Mm. or when you want to just switch off. Yeah. It's all about balance and finding that is so important in your late twenties so that you can then be better. Be better. (laughs) You you don't have to be like an enlightened being who like meditates all day and like, no, that's not what we mean. Exactly. Like I feel sometimes I talk about things and they come across really spiritually or woohoo-y but like I'm actually not like that at all but I no. try to implement these things into my life There's just a lot to of be a better person and just to be a happier person like it's so much better to live life when you're not feeling all this shame or when you're when you when you understand why you do the things that you do when you're not acting on your insecurities like it feels refreshing and it feels free and it feels empowering to understand these things about yourself Mm. um and i think having those honest conversations with yourself can be really hard because there's so much shame wrapped up in that as well and this is why therapy and you know on the topic as well of you don't know what you don't know yeah you know, we can sit here and say all of this now and, and how much we have grown in our 20s, but we can all recognize that we, for the rest of our lives, will constantly have growth to do. Mm-hmm. As you said before, oh. Cara, we're not just all going to sit here and be enlightened being mm-hmm. one day, what, beings one day. Mm-hmm. We're constantly going to be evolving and changing and learning and growing. Mm-hmm. And there are things today that we don't know and you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> we have not had enough time. Like, realistically, even what we said before about, you know, hitting 30s, you know, not even halfway, maybe not even a third of the way through your life. Being 30, like realistically, the first 10 years of your life, like what are you even doing? Okay. <laughs> like I don't even, I don't really remember heaps about like my conscious being and like consciously aware of oh, my yeah. consciousness yeah. until 
maybe like 15. Mm. So really, for me, it's only been just over 10 years that I've been really focusing on this kind of stuff. So what we can learn and grow in the next 30 years is going to be significantly more than what we've learned in the last 30 years. Mm. And there's it's always never going ending. it's it's never ending no. it's never ending you, you know and wait, you have we to don't accept know that as well you have to accept that there's going it's going to be a constant thing that you have going on with yourself a constant battle to be quite honest <laughs> is going to be up it's going to be down it's never going to be linear mm. and it's accepting that and accepting yourself for everything that you are mm. that is really important I feel in living a fulfilled life and being happy in yourself being single yeah and I think it's also about like accepting like what it is that makes you happy mm. like mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like once again when we come back to like that societal pressure mm. bullshit mm. a lot of people don't do things that they like and don't do things that make them happy because societally it says that's what they shouldn't be doing oh, right totally. now and Oh, that's a perfect example of like even just like us talking about Taylor Swift. Like oh, so many people. That's think, so uncool. Yeah, that's so uncool. That's like, so lame. Like, oh, imagine yeah. being that obsessed when you're like 27. It's like I can't believe you're happy by a singer. <laughs> yeah, I, can't I, can't believe, this. I can't believe you love music that much or whatever. Like, not that we even get those comments because actually the opposite. People love when we talk about this but stuff because they relate to it. But it doesn't change the fact that there are people out there who yeah. think that Taylor Swift is lame. Yeah. And I'm Which like, okay, like, well, you obviously just don't get it. No. But also, like, just let me be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be as well, Taylor Swift. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like... I think people find that intense, like, passion. interest and passion. That's really what it is. It's passion. Like, the reason why we can fucking talk about Taylor Swift forever <laughs> and why it comes up and, like, every time we're together is because it's passion. It's like, yeah. there's so much to talk about. People find it so... And I feel so bad for you that you don't have something that lights yeah. your fire like You don't have to like Taylor Swift, but just, oh. but just I think that's the biggest thing is, yeah. like, find something, mm. no matter how, like, insignificant it could seem to someone else, find something that, like literally makes you so fucking happy every yeah. time you talk about that it. That it doesn't matter how people matter. view it or judge it or, exactly. or make you feel about it. It is kind of funny that ours is Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst many things, but like at the same time, it's not funny. Taylor Swift is superior. Yeah. <laughs> well, why would we not choose the most superior human uh, on the planet? I mean, we've chosen God. Okay, so this is not a Taylor Swift podcast. Okay. But <laughs> it is a very good point. Just I think that comes down to being confident in yourself and just yeah. knowing what makes you happy and not having shame. Shame. Get rid of the shame. Yeah. Listen to Brene Brown. Get rid of oh. the shame. That's a great. That's a great self growth yeah. thing. Oh. One of the first things we bonded over yes. was oh, and that's why I knew Brene Brown. Yeah. <laughs> another superior being. Oh, another superior female who is just changing the world. Yeah. Changing women and men around the world um, by helping them come into themselves and helping them open open that door of vulnerability, um, mm. removing the shame. Because when you when you really understand. Um, that you can understand uh, learning yourself so much more and that it all flows into one. You know, yeah. it's just, it's all connected, especially when it comes to dating because how much shame and vulnerability is surrounded oh, by dating. So much. And you know what's so funny? Like I can remember even being like 15 years old and like the first guy that I ever had a crush on. Mm. Oh my God, this is so horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the first guy that I ever had a crush on and he was like really into punk music. Mm. And so I was like, I must be into punk music. Oh, yes. No. Did you listen to Avril Lavigne? <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, Avril Lavigne is great. Yeah. Avril um, that's what I'm saying. Nice. Like, oh, she's okay. punk. Yeah. Well, I, swear, I thought you were like judging, and no. I was like, no, honey. Bitch, we no. danced yeah, at Avril Lavigne yesterday. Why would I say it like that? True. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think that's something that people even do. And like, I honestly did this mm-hmm. like last year with like the people I dated last year. I was constantly trying to morph myself into being someone that was desirable to other people yes. and trying to match their interests and match their hobbies. Whereas this year, when I have removed that shame from liking the things that I like because I'm surrounded by fucking incredible women mm-hmm. who do not judge me for anything that mm-hmm. I enjoy, mm-hmm. I feel so much better within myself about the things that I like. I feel like I can talk about like survivor and how i've rewatched a season for the fifth time and how i've come up with so many more things that happen in the season like and there's no shame about that but the thing is that a lot of that shame does manifest in the dating world because mm-hmm. we're taught to be this like idea Someone of perfect different. yeah and that's exactly why it's so yeah. important to have that time to be single because mm. you now feel empowered in the things that you love and are passionate about yeah and how can you go into a relationship without having a firm knowledge of what it is that makes you so happy you the next person that you start dating mm. you're not going to be like i have to oh, listen to some punk to music yeah. <laughs> you're going to be like i like taylor swift and yeah. i like going for a swim two days in a uh, two days a week mm. and i like going for walks and i like doing this and i like doing that i love watching survivor mm. it's my favorite show mm. and like removing that shame around it yeah like and, you know and that's a perfect way of building confidence too you know mm. and conf- when you exude confidence you're naturally just going to be more attractive yeah yes. and you're going to attract people who are going to be on the same level exactly as you. Mm. whereas when i was in like a really shameful space i was attracting people who were looking for women who were in a shameful space people yes. they could control yeah well, yeah it's like that cool girl mentality like yes. women are taught to adapt to a male's interest like mm-hmm. be the girl who's like chill and easy going mm-hmm. and likes mm-hmm. football and mm-hmm. likes to drink beer and like <laughs> isn't super girly because that's yes. not cool yeah. and it's like we're kind of taught to make these concessions and like to adapt to our surroundings and being adapt being adaptable is like not a bad thing but it's also not that much of a good thing really yeah. everything just comes back down to balance like you've been saying Bonnie like literally everything in life and it again it's like when you hear about like diet and stuff it's like eat a balanced diet and it's like nothing even like understanding what balanced means is a very difficult thing to it grasp yes. until and you've had why... enough life experiences to apply balance in all aspects mm. you know you cannot be to one way or the other you need healthy levels mm. of, of both sides of everything mm-hmm. you need to be able to adapt but you also need to be firm in who you are mm. you need to be able to you know even in diet you know you need to be able to like eat a healthy diet but mm. you also need to allow yourself a little less control so you can enjoy life life is short yeah. yes and, well yeah overthinking diet is the worst thing you can do yes um and it just leads you down a spiral of being but overthinking anything, anything anything can make yes. you very mentally unstable and unwell yes, like but, you need balance but balance is the hardest to achieve i mean yes, you see is. humans all day every day going to extremes with everything mm. whether it's diet exercise lifestyle religion um spirituality uh, dating dating everything. sex everything everything is in extremes it's like an yes. all or nothing mentality it is. Yes. Yeah. I, because I, it's so hard it's yeah so <laughs> it is hard, hard but it's really balance I think we can get comfortable on either side of the fence. It's like, I think, you know, it's funny because we're just talking earlier about how a lot of people go from relationship to relationship and that's not good. But I think I've done the opposite. Like I literally have just got so comfortable being Mm -hmm. single Mm -hmm. that I haven't 
prioritize dating yes. even though I know it's something I would enjoy doing and I want that experience yes, and everything. you're in your comfort zone. In my comfort zone. And that's another thing. Leaving the comfort zone is so important. Yeah. Like figuring more, out when to a, do that. In a like more gentle when, way. Exactly. Yeah. It's like figuring out when you should be leaving your comfort zone. Yeah. Like when you need to be maybe putting a little bit more pressure on yourself mm. and exploring different options and when you're actually just forcing yourself to do something that is not going to serve you. Yeah. Like Absolutely. I've had people say like, well, if you really don't want to date, just don't date. And it's like, no, because the thing is is that like it's not that I don't want to it's just that I'm so used to not doing yes. it mm. and, and only you know what that balance is for yeah. you yeah you know, yes. like of yeah. course you shouldn't date if you really don't want to date but also if you know that maybe you have got caught up into this I'm so used to being single all the time mm. and that's comfortable and maybe you do need to put pressure on yourself to push yourself out of the box then absolutely you should be doing that too. Mm. Yeah, and I think it comes back to being really honest with yourself and being honest with your friends and the people who you trust and who hold you accountable to be your best self and who want the best for you. Because it's actually funny because... Ducky has been told to get off dating apps. Yeah. And I've been yeah. told to get on dating apps. But, that, that's, but that's just such a clear representation of what you both needed at the time. And I yeah. feel like as friends, we could see that. You know, we could see that Ducky needed that space to be there for herself mm. and not have any reliance on a guy because she has had the most growth in this last year by putting herself first and removing herself from that situation. Whereas you are one of the most confident, self-secure people that I know. And you need, need to be you need someone. Yeah, 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 you need someone. You need a different challenge. Yeah, um, I do, yeah. And I feel wholeheartedly that you are up for that challenge. I think I am too. I think it's just, it is a matter of getting out of my comfort zone. Yes. yes. And I, and I honestly, I think it is one of those like facing the, the truths that are hard. Yes. Like I think, I, I know dating will bring up things for me that and I haven't and yeah that, that I haven't have experienced in a long oh, time absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's it's done that for me yeah for sure there are things that I didn't think I would feel insecure about that I'm like oh yeah but then there's also been so many things that I thought maybe I would feel insecure mm. about and I'm not because I feel like I've done that work mm. and I just can't stress how important it is to have that confidence within yourself before you start dating someone because you do not want to be changing for people and that's Mm. something I really promised myself I was like if I'm going to start dating I'm going to show up as myself Mm -hmm. I am not going to try to be someone else and I'm going to check myself while I'm in their presence Mm. if I am being myself because I just I just never want to have to be someone that I'm not and I feel like you have to show up from day one as yourself yeah because you can't get months into a relationship and be like, oh, I'm actually like this. Mm. And then they'll be do. like, yeah, oh, yeah. and I've done that. And that's exactly why this is a new challenge yes, for you, Bonnie, because you have done that in the past. I know. I've done that in the past. Yeah. And, and so it's, again, it's about balance and stepping outside your comfort zone. You knew that you were at a place now where it's like, I need to step out of my comfort zone and start dating again. Yeah. But I also know I need to challenge myself yeah. by showing up and being myself yes. and not falling into the same habits but that I used to. But I couldn't have done that before because I didn't know myself. No, exactly. I didn't know what I liked. <laughs> to talk about I didn't know what I liked to do I didn't know how I wanted to be I didn't know how I wanted to feel in my body I didn't know how I wanted to feel during sex Mm. I did not know these things because I simply had not experienced them yet Mm. and when I had these two years by myself I was like oh my god that's why I felt so shit in that situation because I was turning this off I was turning that off I was shutting this down I was was going I was shutting off Mm. in so many ways that I when I wanted connection and 
yeah, it's just so, it's, it's just been mind-blowing to me to feel the difference in myself mm. when I'm even going to meet someone for the first time or whatever it is. Like, it's just a completely new feeling and it's a great feeling. So if you're listening to this in a situation where you feel like you, you're never going to get there or whatever it is, like, just be patient with yourself. Just, um, like, know that that is coming if you do the work on yourself because it is so worth it at the end of the day. And sometimes it feels impossible and difficult and hard to get through. It's very hard to do, yeah. but you have to make that choice. Yeah, you have to, to do it and to- you will only see positive results yes. by doing the work. And like we said, it's never ending, mm. but there are glimpses that you, 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 you start getting and then it just gets stronger and better and easier. Yeah. And... And it's the most empowering thing in the world. Yeah, it is. Is to know that you know yourself or yeah. at least, you know, are really interested in getting to know yourself. Yes, interested and in getting... That's such a beautiful way uh, of putting it. Of course she did. Yeah, oh, of course. Cara did that. <laughs> no one is surprised. Yeah, no. But that is really just a, such a beautiful way of putting it. You have to be interested in yourself and mm. interested in any relationship that you're in. We were talking about this this morning. You... People stop being interested in things when they get into a relationship mm. um, after a few months or whatever because they think that there is there's everything there is to know. I do not know everything there is to know about Emily, and we talk so much. <laughs> I could never possibly know. I mean, just even in the last couple of weeks, yeah. like you have seen sides of me that you're like, what the freak? I've never seen yes, this before because you haven't <laughs> let yourself see be that before. Exactly, exactly, and, and that's so important, isn't it? It's yes. like it's recognizing that when you're in a healthy relationship with someone, whether it be friendship or romantic, again, it's. You're never going to get to a place where you know everything and you just switch off. No. No, because you're going to constantly be evolving as an individual. Yes. And the person that you're choosing to spend your time with needs to also be interested in keeping up with that. Keeping up yeah. with that. You need to keep up with yourself. Yeah. You need to keep up with your partner. Your partner needs to keep up with you. You need to keep up with your friends and your friends need to keep up with you. It's a constant growing period of keeping up with people's change and their growth and mm. getting to know them better and better and better and being invested in their growth and yes. and, and wanting growth. them to grow yes because yeah. i think i think encouraging the, is, the growth yeah mm. because i think the thing is and i think we touched on this with our last episode ducky um but there is a lot of kind of like stigma around changing mm-hmm. in relationships and in friendships Out of fear. because because it's it is it's kind of scary to know if, you know if someone changes maybe sometimes your paths will kind of like veer away from mm-hmm. each other potentially like depending on what path you're both taking mm-hmm. but i think real good friends mm-hmm. and partners will always encourage you to grow and will be there for that change. And it will only benefit you. And it will and only benefit your relationship if you're meant to be. Yeah. Oh, exactly. 100%. And it's like, that's a perfect example of our friendship, Em. Like every hurdle or obstacle that we've had has made us stronger, better, and we've encouraged growth in each other. Totally. And if we shut down that growth out of fear or out of our own insecurities, it would have left us broken and that is the easy option it the is, easiest thing oh, to do is, is turn away yeah. and like i don't want to deal with what this person is no. telling me yeah or i can't well, deal with scary. what this person is going through yeah i'm just going to switch off and walk away from yeah. this you know and you just slowly drift away yeah and, and that's fine you know there are going to be friendships that maybe you're just not you, maybe you are going in different paths yeah. maybe you're not serving each other anymore and that's fine too but you need to when you know that you've got relationships in your life that are worthy of nourishing Mm, nourishing. you really need to put that work in Mm -hmm. like i need to listen to what you're telling me Mm -hmm. and you need to listen to what i'm telling you and that Mm -hmm. applies to all of us Mm -hmm. you know like it uh, 
again, you've just got to trust that your really good friends are coming from a place of only wanting the best for you. Mm -hmm. And if you're choosing to switch off when they're trying to tell you something, like that's If you're disengaging, that's just on you, really. Mm. Okay, so I have a good – I think people are going to say, like, how do you know that's the friends you have? Because I think that's a question we get a lot is, like, how do you know when you found the friends who – are that you know that rock for you something for me that i have really noticed especially in the three of you um that maybe i didn't quite get as much of in other friendships and i i want to stress that you three aren't my only friends (laughs) like i have a lot of other really really amazing friendships in my life all friends from school and you know other friends who are with us here on the gold coast of course but you three are my best friends Mm -hmm. and uh, particularly when it comes to for me in the space of best friends the difference with the three of you is that um, you've all taken the time for me and I've taken the time for you. We've all really gotten to understand each other mm. on a deeper level, especially when it comes to mental health. Mm. And I think with all of us being open, honest and vulnerable about where we're at with our mental health has been a really important thing too deep in our friendship because if you guys know if we all know what each is struggling with we know how to show up and be there for each other for me that's i think the the been the biggest thing that's different in in recognizing those friendships yeah it's it's a very hard question to answer but understanding is key when you understand yes. someone mm-hmm. the, the more you understand someone the more you know how to be there for them, how to um, help them through whatever they're going through. And the more you know whether or not they're the right person to be being there for. Mm. But I mean, it is an underlying feeling at the end of the day. There is a gut feeling that kicks in that Mm. says this person is a yes this person is a no. I talk all of that all the time about how the second that I was in Cara's presence for the first yeah. time, I was like, this bitch, yeah. oh, she will be staying yes, literally. in my life. And I, think I, I think I mentioned when we had dinner the other night that like when I moved to the Gold Coast, I was struggling really, really badly and I literally had never hung out with Cara one-on-one. Like yeah. I, know, I knew her through friends and every time I was – crying or like yeah. freaking out which was I a was, lot which was, <laughs> I was literally calling Kara every single time but I think what it comes down to is the fact that Kara created a lot of space she for does. vulnerability she creates and, space yeah and I think that that's how you know like for me it's like I have never felt any shame or judgment around any of you for being myself and being vulnerable about how I'm feeling that's what it is yes. it's friends who create oh. the space yeah so, and wait this is really important okay. to say <laughs> Kara does that so quickly. Oh, so and quickly. And I, I feel, obviously, I love you just as much. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it took longer, slightly oh, yeah. longer for that wall to be broken down with you just because yeah. of that's the kind of person you are. And I feel like me and Em are on that spectrum as well. Whereas Kara, she has no time for the wrong person, but she has <laughs> all of the time for the right person. Yeah, and she so presents true. it very, yeah. she presents it very honestly and real. And there's just you know it's different when someone's putting it on or when they're faking Mm. the connection or they're trying too hard to force the connection you can feel that straight away Mm. but Kara just has that energy about her and I know that we're just like talking about Kara she's just so fucking (laughs) great no that's actually so true like realistically this question of like how do you know when you've got those friendships like that's a question for Kara because Kara just knows how do you know Kara tell us when, with friends mm, yeah. yeah. how do you know that you're found a, a worthy connection <laughs> with someone 
pressure. pressure is on. <laughs> the pressure is so much. Well, the thing I was just thinking of that whole time is what I wanted to say is, and I guess it's very similar to what you just said, Ducky, is complete acceptance mm. because what I feel around you guys and similar to M, like, and all of us, like, I have a lot of great friends back home in Melbourne specifically who I feel this with, but up here, like, you guys are my best friends and it's, like, complete acceptance mm. no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what I'm um, going through, no matter what, like, struggle I'm facing, it's just I can go to you guys with mm. anything and that's not acceptance in the way of, like, you're going to condone anything I do and anything no, I say. No, there's no judgment. There's no judgment. Yeah. It's like, yeah. a, let's talk about this, let's get through it, let's 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 think about this totally. together. Like, so yes. we, we have the capacity to be honest with you and vice versa. Mm, like, we're yeah. not just going to tell you what you want to hear. Yes. But you know that we're not going to judge you or berate you for whatever well, you it is that you're going through. You can't expect your friends to be perfect. Like we no. said before, you can't expect your friends to not have fears and insecurities mm. and things that make them shit sometimes it's about not judging it when it's happening and yeah. pulling them back to a place where they can see it and we can work through it together mm. yeah and i think the other big thing for me is knowing um and this is something i've learned in the past few years mm. is knowing that i want friends who kind of mirror the energy that i put into my friendship yes, totally yes. because i am all about my friendships mm. like like i just mentioned before probably more than I should be because I'm, <laughs> I'm incredibly single and I'm probably using it a bit as a crunch to not be like, to not date. Yeah, but like yes. I'm all about my friendships and I think I always will be. I think yeah. that's been my, my thing through my whole life is that I've always had Same. close friends and that I have always had people who have come to me for things which I'm, yep. I love doing and I'm happy to do. But the thing that I love about us in particular is that like I know that no matter how many times you guys need me, and actually, especially this past week, without getting into details, because it's been a fucking week. Yeah, it's um, been a week. <laughs> like we've all gone through a lot, like in the past few weeks. Yes. Yeah. But like, regardless of the fact that some of us have been really, really low and really struggling, mm. I know that no matter what I was feeling, I could go to each one of you and mm. say, "Hey, do you have a moment for me mm. to just like talk about this?" Yeah. And it's like, if there's always the space and the and the energy and the the want to be there yeah. for each other. And I think that comes down to as well being on the same page with mental health, being mm. on the same journey with mental health. Because if you're not on that same page with a friend, it can be hard for them to meet you with empathy because they could be in their own head with jealousy and things like that. Mm. So I think the fact that we are so aware of where we're at with our mental health and that we share that so much, it helps it just it helps create that connection and and you have to be self-aware to be a good friend. You do. And oh my God, you do. Yeah, you do. like you just, you can't, you just absolutely cannot be a good friend if you're not aware of your own shit. Well, because if you're not aware of your own shit, how can you how can you take on board the things that your friends need from you as yes as a friend and how can your friends be honest with you exactly with what you're doing if you're not going to be honest need. with yourself yeah, if you're not honest with yourself you're just going to get on the defensive yeah, you just usually. can't take it personally as well because you all everyone has their own things and once you realize why you have the things you have like maybe past struggles growing up childhood all these kind of reasons why you are the way you are you understand that everyone has that mm. and it's just about accepting and taking it as it comes in working through that yeah i think not being self-aware and like i guess ego and like if you want to like give like a grand name mm. like obviously those things are very hard to do mm -hmm. and i think 
a lot of people, most people, and we have as well, struggle with that. Mm. And I'm not, I don't think it's like a judgment or it's anything bad if you struggle to be self-aware because I also don't think we're taught to be a lot of the time. Mm. Like mm. we're talking about before, we're taught to push down our emotions, like distraction, like mm-hmm. don't think about them. It's too hard. Like just keep moving forward. And that's really quite a pandemic across the world right now, oh. isn't it? Like especially in the age of technology with iPhones, smartphones, all of that kind of thing. Like we as a society are so used to numbing our feelings by turning a blind eye and mm. looking for the next distraction or entertainment instead of just sitting with ourselves and lying to ourselves lying like, to ourselves like saying to ourselves like i'm doing <laughs> this for this reason when really if you sat with yourself you'd know and i always i also really think our intuition as humans is so true it's so that true. it's that if you you can't lie to yourself without there being a tiny little niggle like in your stomach that's mm, like yes. this isn't right exactly. and that's and the, the part where you have to listen to it you have to be like okay why am I feeling this and the more mindful you are the more you can sit with those feelings and you know this yes. brings up a lot of anxiety for people and potentially mental breakdowns because if you don't let yourself feel things mm. it all comes up and it's going to smack you in the face and you're going to feel like you're just losing control yes. you have to surrender to that you have to surrender to letting yourself feel things mm. and trying not to overthink it in the moment and letting yourself feel those feelings because (laughs) I mean that's been a really big lesson for me the last couple of weeks like again not to go into too much detail but like I mean I am almost two years into this journey of um being single taking that time for myself and it's only been the last week or two that I've been like oh I'm actually going to have a mental breakdown because I'm not I haven't actually realized all the things that I need to realize. Yeah. Like what I was going to say was like, when you're not being truthful to yourself, you cannot, obviously you cannot be truthful to yourself. You can't be truthful to your friends. And, no. And there's automatically that barrier. Then to there's connection. a disconnect. Yes. There's a disconnect. You can't yeah. let someone can't, you can't know someone and you can't have a deep, meaningful connection unless you are in tune with what you're feeling and connecting with someone because of that. Mm. And, this is a perfect example, Em. Like before, when we both lived in Melbourne, when you lived in Victoria, I thought like we we were super close. But then I then when you had your breakup and you moved up here and you were telling me all these things that you were feeling, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like yeah. this person was feeling these things and I didn't realize. Like, what yes. do you mean? Like this is running and through your head the whole time. Been so good at putting up that barrier yes. and not letting people see. And that happened with us as well. Like every week, I was like, "I know you're not okay." You need to tell me what's going on. You're crying for no reason all the time, <laughs> like things like that. And she, but she hadn't come to terms with that herself no. yet. So you can't, you can't come to your friends with things that you don't even know yourself. But also, I wouldn't have even probably gotten to the place of now having experienced the growth that I have and getting to the place that I'm at with my mental health and my self awareness and all of those things without you guys pushing me there. You know, you need people who are interested and yes. caring and questioning you and asking you like what the hell is going on no you're lying to yourself or and and you you need those little niggles from the outside people who care enough to even have the courage to bring it up with you when Mm. you can't even face it yourself to really plant that seed Mm. so that you can then go away and go oh my god like i really didn't want to accept that in the moment but uh, Mm. i need to and who you're and who you know and trust are saying it from a place of love yes and who and a place from like wanting you to grow Mm. and not from judgment yes and so you can go away and feel fine about it like you don't feel um you know 
that shame coming from someone else because yes. you're going to feel it from yourself because yeah. like I said before it's unfortunately that, a thing we're taught yes and that's normal so if you are feeling that you need to know that you're definitely not alone and I just feel so incredibly grateful to have you guys because I know that I would not be in the same place I am right now mm. without you guys so that's why it can be a really hard question to answer because you know we obviously have each other's support which is why we've been able to do so much work yeah. if you don't have that support it can be harder to get there but that's why we do things like these podcasts and you know Mm. videos and stuff is because that's always been something that I've wanted to do is to talk to people that don't have that kind of support. Absolutely and hopefully even this podcast itself like for you guys listening Mm. you know if these are things that you haven't really thought about much before hopefully this can be you know a seed planted for you yeah, or a to maybe start system for a, you. a support system yeah. yeah knowing that you're not alone in whatever you're going through mm. but also just planting that seed of just like m- maybe you haven't taken the time to you know do that work and, yeah. and self-reflect and all of those things and and maybe this is a sign mm. to start doing that because i promise it's only going to lead to positive things in your life mm. if, if there's one thing that i want people to know and especially young women from this podcast Mm. it's that it's that like if you take the time to get to know yourself like you are going to be happy you did in the end and you're going to be so fine you're going to be so fine everything's going to be great take the time get to know yourself and then there is just so much joy to be had in like amazing deep connected friendships and you are it's just it's it's everything and you do not need to be in a relationship so do not mm. be telling yourself that do yeah. not be thinking that do no. not let your friends when you go or your family when you go to a family event and they go oh you said you got a boyfriend you got a girlfriend no no you say <laughs> no and i don't want one and i'm taking the time to work on myself it's and so weird how that's like always the question that people ask you yeah. like they don't ask you like how work's going how no. your friendships are going yeah. what your hobbies are it's always just like so have you got a boyfriend it's yeah. like no, I don't have a fucking boyfriend. And I don't want one. Yes. And, and why do I need one? Why are you asking me this? Like, yeah. it's expected. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it, if you don't think that we have parents that nag us about that every day, of course we do. Like, they're from a generation that that mm. is a priority. So yeah. don't think that it's different. Like, you have to work past those barriers of social judgment to get to this place of not caring. Like, mm. even on the phone to my dad the other day, I was, like, trying to get him to help me with a drill. And he's like, don't you have a boy that could come over and help this? And I'm like, fuck you, dad. I'm doing this by myself. <laughs> like where is the support we are really living in such an amazing time in the world like obviously there's a lot of horrifying things happening in the world right now especially this year um but in the space of just feminism feminism and also just like we're living during one of the first times where it really is mostly accepted to just be a single woman living yeah. by yourself, mm. live with your friends, do what you want to do. Maybe mm. you don't have to have kids. Maybe you don't ever have to get married. Like mm. that's not even a reality for our parents or our grandparents. Like no. they didn't get that freedom. We no. have. To, we are living in yeah. such a freeing time where we have the space to do that. So take advantage of that, you know. And of course, we all need human connection. We all want and 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 maybe need a romantic relationship. Of course, it's only human, but. But if you're coming from anything with a place of lack, it's never going to happen. Exactly. So keep that in mind as well, because if you are sitting around all day wishing and hoping and wanting and da, 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 that's not how it works. No. You have to put the energy out there that you wish to receive. And only when you're truly happy with yourself are you going to attract other people that are on the same page. It needs to be the cherry on top, like it, you said. It, it, you yeah. need to be happy with everything in your life and be stable and secure in in where your life is at. Mm. And if a relationship comes along, 
fantastic mm-hmm. yeah like great embrace saying like we never want to be in a relationship <laughs> like obviously relationships are great and romantic connections are extremely and special and they give you a lot we more love sometimes than friendships can oh, they of give course. you different things than friendships yes can, and we need those different things yes. too it's not to say that you should disconnect from that completely but no. you just need to find you need to get you to, to you, a, a, you need to you need to find a balance <laughs> and you need to get to a place in your life where you can accept where you're at without, as you said, coming from a place yes. of lack and seeking things because you don't have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting um, that romantic experience and, you know, um, getting that validation from a partner and all those things above. Mm. But I think it just depends on where you're coming from, um, where you're at in yourself already before that. And um, just just being self-aware enough to to know if you're in it for the right reasons mm. yeah doing it not because you feel like you should or because you need it but because you want because that you want connection to. and that was also something that i really strongly you know made sure i was feeling before i started dating again i was like i'm gonna do things that i want to do because i want to do them yeah if i want to do this with a guy i'm gonna do it because i want to do it i don't give a fuck what you know he is really thinking i'm not going to put that in my mind i'm going to put in my mind what i want to be doing Mm. because i'm so sick of going into relationships thinking about only them like Mm. of course you need to think about their needs and all of the above but it needs to be a mutual thing and you need to be doing things for yourself to really feel fulfilled and to feel power in that yeah Mm, for sure yeah i think that leads us really well (laughs) into the unprofessional opinions yes okay which Excellent. it's a bit different, Ducky. Do you want to explain like what the vibe is for unprofessional opinions this week? Because it's not questions per se, are mm. they? No. So when we posted up what topics you guys wanted us to talk about with Bonnie and Am, uh, you also submitted a bunch of other things that you wanted to hear about. So we're just gonna have a little quick fire moment where we talk about a few other topics that you really wanted to hear about not taylor swift i'm so unbelievably sorry <laughs> so many people said taylor swift but taylor swift is not quick fire we'll so. get there one day <laughs> but yeah we couldn't we couldn't possibly talk for like three minutes on taylor swift it's too much to say. Um, oh, that would be painful <laughs> so the first thing that people really wanted to know about is how to maintain friendships when you're living together mm, okay which obviously Kara and i live together and bonnie and em live together mm-hmm. so I think that we've we've almost kind of covered it, you know. It's that it's that being Mm. open, honest, and vulnerable with each other and showing up for each other. Communication, yeah. Being interested in like you need to have a healthy level of being able to, you know, tell the other person when they're doing something that's not quite right, but also like letting things go and you need oh, yeah. to have a Finding solid base <laughs> yeah you'd have a solid balance base of a friendship you can't just move in with anyone you know no. like if yeah. you don't feel comfortable to be able to express what you need in your space mm. or what you don't need in your space yeah and i think you just have to know yourself and know the person that you're living with as well like mm. i think you guys would definitely cover this um if i didn't but boundaries yeah like mm. you know i me and M feel extremely comfortable around each other um but if we did have something that we you know needed to express we would express that and mm. i know that you guys are very very good at that you know like Kara might be like i need to go into my room and not talk to you for the rest of the night that's what i'm doing <laughs> and you can't take that personally because it's like when you're honest you don't take things personally because yeah. you understand each other i know that that's what Kara needs to feel good yeah i know that ducky needs this to feel good i know that em needs this to feel good and once you understand that person mm. you remove the you remove 
being scared to talk about it and I think that's a really important thing yeah and I think like especially for me like I'm an extremely defensive person mm-hmm. and I know that I am <laughs> and Kara dis- disables that yeah really well when we first moved in together like I think we've maybe like had a disagreement once right probably I don't even remember what it was about yeah probably. but like because Kara <laughs> is like such an upfront person yeah. and I'm so defensive that I was like Oh my god, I don't know how to actually handle someone like this right now. Telling you. But it's been such a great learning experience because like she's teaching me boundaries and I'm learning a lot mm-hmm. about boundaries and like setting boundaries for myself because I'm someone who like if someone asks something of me, I'll just do it. I don't really think about like yep. myself yep. and I've had that in other living situations before where mm-hmm. I've just done everything for the other person oh, and nothing yes. for myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Kara's really taught me in the fact that she sets her own boundaries and is like, hey, I need space to myself right now. Hey, can you do this today? Hey, can you do that today? I've learned to be able to set my own boundaries as well and say like, no, I can't do that. Yes, I can do that. Yeah, because so, she like leads by example yeah. and it makes you feel more comfortable to be able to do it. Totally. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just literally all about communication yeah. and like living with someone, you have to be able to just like not take offense to what they're saying and like yes. learn and grow. So Yeah, and again, like obviously live with someone who you trust and who you know um, treats you with respect and everything like that, which yeah. obviously is the case with all of us. Yes. Yeah. But you know, if you if you handle it. exactly if you live with a friend who um, meets you with empathy and non judgment and stuff like that, and who you can communicate with, mm. I really just think that that's most of what you need because living with someone can be really difficult. Mm. But yeah, as what Bonnie was saying before, as long as you're communicative and you're self aware and you're willing to respect the other person's boundaries and needs, that's really yeah, all you can sure ask for. Yeah, make sure you're being self aware as well. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's it can be really a test to do that, mm. but you have to see how other people are viewing you and how you might be coming across because that's a really important thing about communication as well. You might mean for something to come across a certain way, but are you truly communicating it? Like authentically because Mm. that is a big thing as well that we have realized um it's just once again working on your communication skills to make sure that you're you're authentically expressing yourself yeah and if you care about someone you will kind of adapt your communication style to to their needs absolutely like it that that's not that and that's that's funny because we're talking about not changing yourself but that's not a change you're making to yourself that's a can that's something you're, you're doing to make sure that the person you're you care about feels safe and comfortable in her and that's a very empathetic thing to do and Mm. i think that's it's an it's important okay so next is something that we've sort of already touched on but i feel like we could maybe talk about a little bit more and that is about finding hobbies Mm. and particularly hobbies that you enjoy and i guess Mm -hmm. just like figuring out what you want to do and how you want to spend your time Mm -hmm. and something that i find really interesting about hobbies is i don't know who i was talking to about this recently but i was talking to someone about the beautiful thing about a hobby is that you do it for nothing but pleasure. Yes. And that is like the best feeling in the world. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to let yourself feel that. Yes. So first of all, removing the shame around whether you're going to be good or bad at it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't oh, actually so matter. Important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it doesn't matter if you've never done it before. It doesn't mm. matter if you don't think you're going to be good at it. Um, just try it. That's really the first step. And also the shame about whether or not, like, you could be doing something better with your time. Yeah. Like, yes. could I be... More productive. More productive. Could I be working? Could I be cleaning the house? Could I be doing this? Like, it, like a hobby is so important to your mental health. Yeah, they're, they're actually one of the most productive things you can do to better yourself. Mm. So remove that guilt around um, enjoying yourself because bringing joy and pleasure into life is so incredibly important. Yeah, and also, I was just going to say, like, I th- also think that we think of hobbies as, like, very kind of, like, almost, like, stereotypical things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
um, you know, playing a sport yeah. or like playing an instrument, which those are hobbies and those are great hobbies if mm, that's yes. what you like doing. But like when I was in Melbourne, I used to do gymnastics when I was a kid and I was like, I'd love to do gymnastics again. And so just on a whim, I Googled adult gymnastics classes mm-hmm. thinking that I wouldn't get anything. Yeah. And then I joined an adult gym- and it was the best thing that, that you ever did. I never did. Yes. Like I, and it's one of those things where I, there's everything available now. Like if you just like Googled something in your hometown or join a Facebook group, of yes. like the community and stuff like that, there there's will be people who so enjoy many. similar things to you and you can probably find something that you'll love doing. Yeah. Completely. Like, and like Ducky does netball, mm. um, but it doesn't have to be a particular thing that everyone does for a hobby. Like, you know, for me and Em, sometimes we literally just sit in our rooms and listen to music and read the lyrics yeah. and like try to understand where this came, how this was made or something. Yeah. That's something that we personally yeah. love to do with our time. And it doesn't matter if other people are doing it or not. Like you just need to f- do things that fulfill you and build you up. Yeah. Who are, who are you? Who are you? For me, it, it's a, this is a really interesting topic because, um, as I said earlier, coming from a place of um, just constantly sort of bouncing from one relationship to the next and putting my all into that person and mm. trying to be what they want me to be, I always struggled with meeting new people and then being like, what do you like to do? Because I'm like, I, I don't know. Mm. Because I am the person that I'm in a relationship with. Mm. And so that's been a really important thing for me, especially in this time of, of being single and taking that time for myself is trying to figure out and filter through what it is that I genuinely find pleasure in doing mm. um, rather than what everyone else likes doing. Yeah. And you know, you did always have things that you loved, but you keep them to yourself. You Absolutely. You such a hard person to crack it, open. It became like, actually a vulnerability thing yes, for me. Like did. I found it really hard to actually express to other people or share with other people things that I really found joy and pleasure in because it was never received in the past yes. because it had to be what they wanted. And that was I something wanted. I had to learn about Em because when we first started becoming friends, I used to ask her about things and it would be quite hard to get it out of her and I used to think she just doesn't want to share it with me. But then over time, after building that rapport with her and, and then her realizing that, oh, I actually do want her to come home and tell me this weird thing that she learned and read in history about some weird history thing. <laughs> she's like, oh, I, I, want, I want to tell people that now. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, she's like always loved history, always loved music and just never told people that and that comes back to creating the space you know the space was never created for me to express and enjoy the things that I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. so having you and and you guys as well has allowed me to express that more and so I found in the last couple of years that I can express more about like I'm very passionate about the music that I listen to and most recently I've really been enjoying going to yoga classes Mm -hmm. which has been really a great mindful activity for me Um, I'm a very highly strong and anxious person and talk very fast and so I'm trying to find things that maybe like suit that counteract that that make Mm -hmm. me feel better Mm -hmm. um so yeah yoga's been that for me and then Cara most recently you bought me a kindle for my Mm -hmm. birthday and so I've been really getting into reading more than I ever have in the past as well and it's really nice you know to now have these things that I know I can go to for joy things that I know I can go to for my mental health and to be honest like even just have an answer for when people ask me now like what do you like to do with your time like these are the things that I enjoy doing you know (laughs) I was just going to quickly say that I feel like you'd be able to relate to this Ducky that Mm. um it's hard it's a bit harder when some of your hobbies cross over into your job yes um yeah (laughs) (laughs) like things like photography and you know creating things um it can be hard to I've been really trying lately like I um, lately I've got into 
getting a film camera because I've been trying to separate that from my work and mm. making it a bit more. I've always loved to do this, but because it turned into my work, I started to resent it sometimes. Yeah. So that's been something I've really been trying to do to um, to make that a, a fun outlet again yeah. that's disconnected from work. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just experimenting and once you learn yourself. But I just think all, all that we I can really say about hobbies is just prioritize it yeah and I think definitely like with that whole pleasure versus productivity thing like a lot of the time I'm like a highly productive person and I can find it really hard to prioritize things that are like just for pleasure but Mm -hmm. it's like when I'm doing them and I really embrace that feeling of like I have nothing to do right now except this thing that I really really enjoy I feel my best like for example playing netball like Mm -hmm. I play netball twice a week and I look forward to it Mm -hmm. so very much Mm -hmm. and it makes me just a better person in and general. And that's a, an example of a mindful activity. And hobbies usually are mindful activities. Yeah. So you have to prioritize them for so many reasons. Yeah. I think even just giving an hour a week, mm-hmm. being like, this hour I'm going to do something that's that for me is mm-hmm. super enjoyable, whether it's going to yoga or doing like a you know a netball game, like going to a netball game or mm-hmm. um, going to an art class, going to an art class, or even like going for a walk yep. and listening mm-hmm. to music, like just having that time to do that and similar like if you struggle kind of like with the productivity thing what ducky said which is like you know having that time so you can look forward to it and you can put that hobby to use i guess and not feel any like guilt around it Yeah. yeah yeah okay so our final unprofessional opinion is how to handle the feeling of loneliness which i personally uh in the past have felt even though when I have been surrounded by people I have felt like incredibly lonely like that's a feeling that I feel Mm -hmm. like I had for years and years and years and is something that now I feel like a lot of peace in being by myself Mm -hmm. whereas I used to feel a lot of shame around being by myself Mm -hmm. and I feel like um I don't know where like the people who are asking for us to talk about this like are coming from but for me a lot of the fear of loneliness was more of the fear of being seen as someone who was lonely rather than actually mm. being lonely interesting if that, makes that is interesting yeah. yeah that's a really good point because um that just comes back to shame and judgment mm. all over again and i you were judging yourself for being lonely or for enjoying your own company yeah which is um an interesting way of looking at it yeah whereas I actually like basically (laughs) years ago when I was like 21 and I was freshly single and I hadn't had a lot of really strong friendships because I'd been in a really serious romantic relationship I started to actually spend a lot of time by myself and when I would have days off work I would like go for drives out into the um, countryside and I would just like take myself on a walk take myself for lunch and I felt so much empowerment in it and I personally really enjoyed it like I like being by myself but there was this feeling of like oh everyone's looking at me like why is she by herself what are other people thinking yeah yeah yeah. well that's again why it's so important to take that time to um you know, figure out what you do enjoy, mm. your hobbies and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and also work on yourself and spend that time with yourself because the more confident you are in yourself and who you are, the less shame you're going to feel around what other people think of you. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I've definitely had periods of feeling extremely lonely, especially because I've never had a close family unit. Mm. And I think that's why I've often seeked that in my friendships and also relationships in my earlier life because... Yeah, it felt nice to have that connection. Mm. Um, But coming back to yourself is always really the answer. Mm. And it's only something that I'm 
really have figured out this year um and i think doing hobbies Mm. is a great way to not feel as lonely especially um activities where other people are involved like you know going to yoga like em was saying that that's been such an important thing for us this year and it's great because a we're going there we're in a room full of people all doing the same thing it feels nice to be a part of that community B, yoga is an extremely mindful practice. It bring, it's all about bringing you back into yourself and mm. knowing that you have what you have inside of you and that that's all you really need in this life and mm-hmm. that everyone experiences the same things. And also just reminding yourself that it's completely normal to feel this way, like you're human. Mm. At the end of the day, you are always going to want to connect and belong with people. So don't be too hard on yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have a little bit of a rogue answer okay. because my, when I, I don't feel lonely very often at all. Mm, that does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> How could Clara possibly oh, feel lonely? No. I don't feel lonely that often, but the, the times that I have felt lonely, mm. I've noticed that it mostly comes from, I think it's from feeling like I'm lacking a connection with usually like you know if i've expressed how i'm feeling and it hasn't been mm-hmm. received in the way that, with the support oh, yeah. that i needed yep. um and this is predominantly with either family or my friends and um you know because like i've said earlier like i've always looked for those like really deep meaningful relationships mm-hmm. so the moments where i feel like i haven't gotten what i've needed has been really lonely for me because i think it almost kind of like puts things into question i completely relate to that and like yep. that's hard because yes. as someone who um who yeah puts a lot into my friendships it's difficult to be like oh i just said this and like you know opened up about how i was feeling or i i didn't get what i wanted big thing that i needed and i didn't get what Mm. i wanted and you know whether that's an ongoing issue that i had with a friend or something or a family member or whether it was just something in the moment that they you know kind of brushed off Mm. that can hurt and Mm. that makes me feel quite lonely and like i said it doesn't happen very often Mm. but that's the consistent pattern that i feel is that Um, when I feel lonely I need to kind of look at how what I'm getting from the people around me and what made me feel that feeling I think that's a really really good point because you could even in some way say that loneliness is just a lack of connection if you're getting the support and the connection that you need you're generally not going to feel lonely even when you are alone Mm. because you can feel lonely even in a group full of people why because you don't connect to any of them yeah Yeah. Yeah, and that's even been a thing that i've found come up for me like just these past couple of weeks and having a really hard time with my mental health is that this random feeling of feeling alone which normally i don't feel because i am okay to be with myself and spend Mm. time with myself but i think what that stemmed from is um having all of these emotions and feelings come up that were new to me that I didn't understand yet that other people got that. Yeah. So it made me feel more alone because it's like, I'm the only one struggling with this. I haven't felt this before and I haven't spoken about this with anyone before because I didn't even know I felt it. Mm. Therefore I'm alone. And then in talking about it with you guys and expressing how I was feeling and being told that that's completely normal your feelings are completely valid. Yeah. All of a sudden you don't feel alone anymore. Yes. So communicating, if you have yeah. the people to communicate with, or even if you feel like it might not be met, you know, I think giving that a try is really important because as soon as you realize you're not alone, mm. um, it changes, it shifts. 
It does. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I think it's if you're feeling like that kind of way, like, you know, that you might need to open up, mm. um, that's always that's never a bad idea to open up. No. But then yeah. it's also if you do open up and you don't get the response you need or want from it in terms of, you know, the support you need and the nurturing that you need it's you I mean obviously you have every right to say to your friend or your family or your, your partner like hey like i really would like you to support me in this way yeah but it also could even just signify like okay what type of relationship should i look for in my life yes like, and what have type of i person? been cultivating them this whole yeah. time i'm feeling lonely what have i been yeah. doing have i been reaching out or have i been shutting myself off for years and consistently yeah. not creating those relationships do i have the right relationships yes. in my life am i actually choosing to spend my time and and energy into people who are going to support me in the ways I need because if none of them are receiving how I'm trying to communicate with them well maybe I need to be focusing on different relationships and and finding those friendships and partners who are going to better serve those needs and maybe this loneliness is coming up because you haven't been confronted with that in the past at the end of the day I really think that loneliness will come down to you know being around people like you said before like if even if you're in a room full of people being around people who aren't what you need yes or aren't being what you need are you shutting off to people when they're coming to you to ask how you're feeling because no one have friends like that as well you know so you you can try and they will not want to open up to you and Mm. that has to be a choice that you make at the end of the day are you Mm. letting people in yeah you can't expect someone people cannot support you if you don't tell them Mm -hmm. what you need yes yeah I know, and it's so scary. It's, it's so, so scary, scary at first, but the more you do it, the better you get at it and the stronger your relationships become. Mm. Um, you just have to take that plunge. And, you know, fear is something that holds us back from genuine connection and it just you just have to be aware of that and make sure that you're not playing into it. Once yeah. again, <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and so if you're not explaining to people and communicating with people what you need, they don't know what you're going through. No. They don't know how to be there for you because they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, also keep in mind that every single person is living a completely different reality. Mm. Um, We don't know what we experience, each other experiences to the fullest. No Um, one has the same traumas, the same experiences, the same upbringing, the same same connections. No one has the same things that get said in their mind. Like, yes, we all have similarities and we all connect because we're all human, Mm. but... Keep it. Keep that in mind. You know, you can't. No one can be a mind reader. You have to be expressing yourself if you want to be understood. Yeah, yeah. just like saying, like, "Hey, this is my experience. This mm. is how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Mm. Let's talk about like the way you perceive this problem or yes. the way that you thought about this thing that happened. Yeah. And like, let's let's talk about that. Like, I think that's. It's kind of like so overcomplicated. It is, but that's why Brene Brown has written five books on this because it all comes back down to vulnerability. And I think loneliness is all connected in that. I actually just want to, on that topic as well, like I know um, Bonnie and Cara specifically, that obviously you've read a lot of Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. For me, like I've heard a lot from you guys about what Brene Brown teaches, but only just recently in the last couple of weeks have started reading Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. I've listened to a couple of her podcast episodes, but really never dived in myself. And I have definitely found it really, really helpful. So if you're interested, like the book I'm reading at the moment is Daring Greatly. (sighs) And I I really think that if any of what we've said today is resonating with you, um, as 
a new person to Brene Brown, I definitely can see exactly why her teachings are so important. And so if you wanted to, I would definitely recommend that book as a starting place because I'm starting with that and I'm finding it really, really helpful and um, it's teaching me a lot. Okay, on that note, I think it's going to bring us to the end of today's episode. Mm, So if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to let us know on the gram. You can find us at tbh.pod. You can find Bonnie and M at Bonnie Rebecca at Emily underscore Hunt. As always, you can find Kara at Kara R. Reedy. Don't forget the R in the middle. And you can find me at Amanda Ducks. Amanda Duck like the animal with an S on the end. <laughs> the Insta handle queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having us on yes. here. It's been really fun. And oh, yeah. I'm feeling we'll be doing it again. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling we'll be doing it again. This has been a great conversation. And I think, well, I really hope that a lot of you guys listening have gotten a lot out of this today. Yeah, so, and don't be shy yeah. to reach out if you have any questions Absolutely. to any of us. Because we, um, yeah, we love talking about the stuff Absolutely. with you guys. Yeah, and let us know if you have any other like kind of questions based on this or if you have any other topics you'd like us to talk about because mm-hmm. I think that we'd all be interested in doing another episode together. Yeah. So, yeah, just let us know. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bonnie and Emma, for being on the podcast with us today. And thank you to all of you for listening to today's episode. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Good. Bye. 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 <laughs>